What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by our favorite budgeting app, Every Dollar. Rachel and I love Every Dollar because it is the easiest way to take control of your money, build the right habits, and make progress on your goals. You can download it for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. I'm George Camel. And this is Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Hour. Cheers, George. Cheers. Mm. Very refreshing. All right, this is the podcast where two friends who happen to be money experts talk about what you're talking about. Everything from pop culture, current events, and of course, money. And today we're talking about unrealistic money expectations in TV shows. Oh, There's a lot of them. This is a lot. We're not even going to touch movies on this episode. So get ready for maybe another episode. Just TV. And as we started diving into this, George, there's a lot of unrealistic Nothing is real lifestyle anymore. compared to what these the jobs these characters have, what they do. That's what makes TV everything. great. What would I House know. Hunters be without like a guy who's like, I'm a dog walker. And she's like, I'm a freelance poet. Our budget, $2.2 million. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> how? What? How, what are they doing? How does that happen? I know. And it's everywhere. But uh, before we dive in, George, today we're sipping on a mocktail. It's a good one. Yes, it is. It is called the Sundowner. And we'll tell you what's in it. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I'll tell you what's not in it. Alcohol. That's right. But it's very refreshing. So it's really around. good. Stick around. Stick around. Great... We'll give you the uh, the rating. We're going to give you the cost of what it takes to make it at home. And uh, maybe the recipe, if you're lucky. Yeah. We'll throw that in there. You know, we're generous people. So generous. I know. Um, okay, George. If there was a TV character in the world that you're like, I just am a little bit jealous of. Like, I could be that character. Like, everything from, like, it could be their job. It could be their style, their clothes, their life. life. I don't know. Is there, like, a character that you're like? Yeah, I would say Chandler from Friends. I always (gasps) was like, you want to be Chandler. He's kind of, like, above it all. He's yeah. the wittiest of the bunch. For sure. You know, his life's not all there, but, you know, whose was in that show? Yeah, that's, that's true. We're going to break that down. But he was just the quickest. He was, to me, he was the the funniest. Okay, that's good. He had the snarkiest lines in there. How about okay, you? So you went more personality than, like— But then, like, their life and their job. Yeah. I feel like women are—there's way more of that in the women's side. Is there a character for you where you're like, I wanted to be her growing up? Uh, it's not that I wanted to be her, but I'm like the, like the lifestyle of Gossip Girl, like— Really uber is. wealthy in Manhattan, I just think it's fabulous. Uh, like even House of Cards on Netflix, oh, yeah. just their style. It's like that DC kind of like a little bit old school, but yet contemporary style. Olivia Pope. Oh yeah, scandal. I like her. Wardrobe I like her. Alone. I like her wardrobe. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of characters. I was like, I I see you. I could I could yeah. I could do that. I will say Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. I deeply connected with. Shoot, I you never know, saw Park, Parks it's time. and Rec. It's time. Guys, tell Rachel she needs to watch it. I know. It. I'm so sorry. Enough Everyone's laughing TV. so everyone knows who you are. You need to stop watching that fake TV and start watching fake sitcoms. Fake <laughs> sitcoms <laughs> and do it all. Yikes. Oh, Woo. man. But it is, you know, we talk about comparison a lot because it can be really easy to compare your life, obviously, on social media and all this. But then, yeah, you throw in some fancy TV shows and you're like, oh, man. They just always, like, look put together for the most part and have a very cool life, a very cool apartment, a very cool whatever, fill in the blank. It's normal to be jealous of those things. You're like, I wish I could not work and still have a great life, have an awesome (laughs) friend group, which is like most TV shows. I know, and just live that life. What's that Because you never see them working. That would be the lamest TV show ever, except for The Office, which, again, you rarely see them actually working. (laughs) That's so true. I know. So, anyways, the comparison thing is very real, but we don't want to let— you know, Hollywood 
interfere with our goals. My joy. No, we're not. Not so today. We're not going to compare our life to them. Okay. Those people. Well, we're going to reframe all of this in a healthy way. Yes. By that's looking right. at what's not realistic and then showing you what is realistic. Yes. How about it's going to be fun. So quick disclaimer, Rachel, for all the listeners out there, we found a lot of uh, conflicting numbers, you could say, when we oh, yeah. were researching all of these fictional stories and living situations. So we did our best uh, mm-hmm. to fact check all of this and adjust the numbers accurately based on 30 years ago. And uh, we found that it was all about location, location, location. Most of these shows take place in big high cost of living cities. Yes. And so you've got to take that into account that, you know, 1990s New York City, you know, they would have been been making more money than people in Boise, for That's example. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So we, again, tried to kind of find that middle ground from all the numbers we saw. So here's a realistic picture of what the real world would look like for these characters. So can we start off, George? With Your favorite. Friends. <sighs> what is it about friends that you love so much? I don't. I think it's just funny. I mean, I la- I've seen every episode like multiple times, and it still wow. makes me laugh. Like I have some memorized, and it still makes me laugh. That's impressive. Did he grow up watching it, or was it later in life? It was like high school, like late middle school, high school, okay. and so then even at like Sam's Club, they had the DVD box sets with every season. Like back when I was in like that a sophomore so or like a freshman or something, and I remember going and they had it in this massive pack. But we couldn't buy the massive pack because it was so expensive. So we bought like individual seasons, and you get a season uh, for Christmas and all that. But we ended. I have all ten Friends seasons on DVD at my house right now. That's impressive. Do you mm-hmm. even still own a DVD player? We do. I guess you actually, do of kids. kids. I know. That's we have a lot of DVDs. I can't so. tell you the last time we popped the DVD player open. Well, I, I that may be my baby gift to you, George. Get you a Thank DVD you. player because you're going to be watching some Baby Einstein and some other things. It's going to be great. Don't they have that on demand now? Why do I got to pop in because discs? you can get used DVDs on Amazon. That's what we do. Listen, it's got to be on demand. What's Netflix doing? Hey, if you get a minivan with a DVD player, you're going to have to have some DVDs I'm not for ready it. for the minivan, so <laughs> this is a lot at once. One step at a time. One step at a time. Okay, let's talk about Friends, George. So let's hit each character. Okay. Starting with Rachel. Yeah, we'll start with her because she's favorite? so great. Her or Monica. Well, because your name's Rachel. Were you like, too. I'm a Rachel or no? Uh, I, I probably have more of a personality than Monica, I think. Really? I don't That's know. Rachel likes to... Sh- <laughs> Well, because Rachel's, you know, she's the spender. Yes, she is. Monica's very OCD. Are we talking about life or money habits? I was just thinking more of their personality traits. Do you think I'm a high-strung person? No, and I think Monica is. I do. Okay. So maybe I am more chill. Yeah. Wouldn't you not say Rachel's chill? Yeah, Rachel is very chill. Okay, maybe I am more Rachel. I don't know. Monica's just kind of hyper and she talks fast a lot and... I don't know, has her systems in place, and I kind of feel like I can be you that way. You love a system. I love a system. Give me a list all day long. Okay. Okay, so Rachel, again, Jennifer Aniston plays her. Rachel Green, we love her. So she got hired as a waitress at Central Perk, which was the coffee shop that they hung out at all day every day. Didn't work. They just sipped coffee all day for most wow. of it. And so she started there as a waitress, and then she climbed the fashion ladder with doing, like, Ralph Lauren. She ended up having an interview with Gucci at one point toward the end of the series. So, yeah, so she moved her way up in the fashion industry. Good for her. Yeah, good for Is Rachel. Is that realistic? Like, that quick, consistent success? Did she earn it? I don't know the the plot line there. Yeah. Like, how her, did she yeah, go from waitress I, to, like, I'm in the yeah, fashion industry? Yeah, she got, industry. like, kind of an entry level job at Ralph Lauren was her first big career job. She kind of worked her way up there. Yeah, I kind of feel like she did it realistically. 
I'm gonna, yeah. give, I'm gonna give it to her. I'm I, I didn't her. know if she like stepped into a high level role there because oh, I gotcha, started no. here as an intern, so I connect with Rachel. And yeah, that, you know, do you feel you feel like one with her? Me and Rachel. So a fun uh, scene though was that she actually cut up her dad's credit card in season one. Wow! I'm like, does she know about you think about Ramsey? David Crane and old Marta Kaufman were secretly Ramsey fans back then. <laughs> the creators of it, maybe, we maybe so. We never know. But that's re- is that realistic? Like, if I cut up my dad's credit card, that well, for her it was a big deal because she came from her dad paying for everything, came from a wealthier family. It was a, it was a symbolic, yes, symbolic move. of her being on her own, and they all oh, cheered her on. Oh, got it. See. See, there's some great morals there. So, again, waitress, minimum wage, and then she could have ended up making as much as $100,000 or Ralph Lauren is what we predict. I believe it. Uh, She had her own office, her own assistant by the end of the series, so Mm. she was doing great. That was quite the episode. Good job, Rach. Good job. Proud of you. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to Monica. Mm-hmm. Monica would have earned about 35 to 70K as a chef or caterer throughout the 10 years that the show aired. And miraculously, her apartment was rent controlled because she inherited it from her grandmother. So apparently she only had to pay 200 bucks a month for rent. Yeah. Can you imagine? No, not that. And their apartment was huge. Gigantic. Compared to like Unheard other. Unheard of in I New know. York City. So wow. Which explains how Rachel was able to move in with her on a waitressing salary. Yes. It even split the rent. That's 100 bucks each. Okay, so explain rent control because this is going to be a uh, a hot button term that we use throughout this episode because a button. lot of the characters claim this. I feel like writers got lazy or like, oh, just make a rent control. Just rent control. Rent control. Because how fine. common? I mean, it's. It was pretty common. New York City is, I think, the one that it's most known for. But in big cities, you'll hear terms like rent controlled or rent stabilized. So rent control is a stricter policy and more severe. So they fix the rent to a specific price, which often happens with older properties. So people who have lived there for 30 years, long-term tenants, they will keep the rent at a certain rate so that they don't get put out. out. Mm -hmm. Rent stabilization is a little bit different where it limits the price increase to a certain percentage annually so that renters aren't blindsided. Because otherwise, nobody could afford to live anywhere. And so these systems exist to, uh, to maintain affordable housing. Yep. So, sorry if that doesn't exist in your city. Yes, but it's there. So, that's how Monica and Rachel have their big apartment. So, I guess, I mean, they never said about Joey and Chandler's apartment that it wasn't under rent control because Joey was a struggling actor, not making a lot. making it. Yeah, anywhere from 45000 to 80000 with his guest appearances and some movies and shows. But he was Dr. Drake Ramore uh, on a consistent basis on the Days of Our Lives great character he crushed that role he did so good so his income i don't know what you know an actor would have made back it's there's so many factors that go into how actors get paid but between 45 and 80k plus more for roles if he did commercials guest appearances and movies brief stint as a game show host yes he did he did do that that. fun so ross was a paleontologist at a museum so on average would have made about fifty thousand dollars but then became a professor at nyu yes respected university yeah, so he could have made seventy five thousand at that point in the show. That's legit. Yeah. So these great. are all like you know for the nineties in New York City. Yeah. Yes. Realistic salaries. Yeah, but still for their apartment because Ross lived on his own and he always had nice apartments. So I don't know. Yeah. Rent control. I feel like they had some family money though. The Gellers, you know. You think? Kind of like the old A family next door. Some old money happening there. Who knows? Maybe so. Okay. Phoebe. <laughs> One of my favorite characters worked as a masseuse, approximately forty five thousand a year plus tips, yeah. probably under the table. You know, she was probably doing some illegal stuff. Too. Shady deals. At some happening. point in Phoebe's life, she was 
And of course, <laughs> on top of the, the masseuse career, a freelance musician. Yes, she was. Occasional caterer. Smelly cat. The, the greatest <laughs> hit of all time. So good. Do you, can you sing it for us? So, no, you're not going to trick me, George. Dang it. You're not going to trick so me. Close. I will say the I will say the lyrics, smelly cat, smelly cat, but I will not um sing it. Go into tune. But you gotta pay extra for that. That's right. Okay. And then last but not least, we got Chandler, your favorite. And uh the running joke is no one really know what he did for a living. A Ramster. They did it on purpose. <laughs> monster uh was what Rachel guessed. He oh, was. that's right. And, and Monica was like, that's not even a word. That's not a word or a job. Uh, so he worked some kind of desk job that he hated. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna but say apparently like, made good money. Sixty five to a hundred would be our over guess. The years. Yeah, why not? And uh, left that job and cut his pay in half to start over in advertising towards the end of the series. That's right, when they're going to move to Oklahoma. And uh, even with his wife's Monica income, I mean, it feels kind of unrealistic, but I'll go with it. Yeah, it's still that, it's still that man, Manhattan life, and whew, I don't know. But we love it, and we love a good pivot. 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 <laughs> One of Ross's greatest moments. It's just so good. So Way again. Go I, I love that they were all chasing a dream, and they had this tight-knit friend group. No matter what happened, they were there for each other. And it was I'll like, be there for you. It's in the When the rain theme starts song. to fall. <laughs> I almost got Rachel to sing. You see, that's as close as we're going to get today's episode. <sighs> What's up, guys? If you want to be better with money, your first step is to start budgeting with every dollar. This is the app Rachel and I both use. And trust me, it's great because it gives you everything you need to make budgeting easier, faster, and dare I say, even enjoyable. Yeah, I think you can say that, George. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable to have more money, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you're intentional with your spending. Guys, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. All right, let's pivot to another show, George. One of your faves. New Girl. New Girl. This have is a funny one. New Girl? Yeah, I have. Yeah, okay. it's funny. I'm not as like a dedicated fan as I am to friends, sure. but I can hang with the combo. I think they've got a good cult following going. I started watching it because when I started dating Whitney, she liked it. And so what do you do when a person you're dating likes a show? You, you watch New Girl. And then I became obsessed. So in New Girl, the main character, Jess, starts out as an unemployed former teacher living in an L.A. loft with three dude roommates. Four small bedrooms, one bathroom. Yes. Chaotic. Chaotic. Chaos everywhere. And but it's so. Fun. Yeah, but there's some uh, conflicting views on the internet with the likelihood of the scenario wow. that people some... on the internet have opinions about a fake show. Isn't that crazy? There's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot we found, and it was great. So some think that the situation was very realistic. As you pull four people's income together, you could do it. Some people say absolutely not. Well, estimated rent would be between seven hundred to a thousand bucks per person. Which That's tracks uh, Winston and Schmidt, they had full-time jobs in law enforcement, corporate marketing. So they both probably made about 60000 a year in the L.A. market. Yep. And Nick and Jess, not uh, Lashay and Simpson. You would Let's get confused. correct yourselves. Yep. Yep. Different uh, characters. The other Nick and Jess uh, probably could, you know, they probably struggled a little bit to pay the rent because they had just off and on careers with bartending, unemployed statuses, like all the things. Why is everyone unemployed in TV shows? I guess that makes it more exciting. Yeah, because there's a struggle. You got to figure it out. You want to feel like you're better than them. You're like, well, I have a job at least. I have a job. (laughs) Well, if you were single, Rachel, would it be worth it for you to pay a thousand bucks or more to share a bathroom with three other people? I don't know that I could do that. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people to share. I have trust issues. I think the older I get, the less likely I am to do it. I feel like right out of college and stuff. When's the last time you had to like share a bathroom with roommates? 
Um, my senior year of college. Wow. Was that chaotic with a bunch of girls? You know what? There were three of us that shared a bathroom. Any tips on saving money with housing? Because this is something that we get pushed back on. It's like, well, Rachel, I can't have a roommate. What do you want me to do? Oh, I know. You can have a roommate. We're not saying not have a roommate, but also five people sharing a bathroom is maybe not what you have to do. So I think location is big. We talked about that. Location, location, location. So the closer you are usually to a bigger city, the more rent you're going to pay. Further out, the less. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say a roommate is a great option to split some level of the rent. I mean, like, yeah, if you... It's huge. I think that's great. Um, and most of my roommates were friends or, you know, newly made friends, not like strangers yes. on Craigslist. So that's a good cat. <laughs> They're mutual kid. friends. You know, I had roommates up until I was married, pretty much. Yeah. So I think that it's a great... I think that is a great way. But again, we're not saying you have to go and live with like 18 people and share two bathrooms. Like, yes. we're not saying that. And I, when I moved to Nashville, I did not live in the city proper. Yes. I lived on the outskirts in a, mm-hmm. in a different town and rent was way cheaper. I want to say when I moved here, rent was like 800 bucks or something for like a two bedroom. It was insane. Oh, no way. Ooh, that's great. I know. Now? And it jumped like 1200 And last I paid when I had a roommate was 1600 bucks. So we split it, 800 bucks each. Yep, yep. Which is normal. Totally, yeah. So again, it's a great way. And then think about like your bills and stuff. I'm like, just be smart about utilities and that kind of thing because that's a way That's a way to save too. Absolutely. Okay, so Nick in the show, New Girl, often complains about shared bills like Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi, <laughs> as some call it, and tries to fix things around the loft instead of having to pay his portion of the utilities and things go awry, as you can imagine. And we've all had a roommate who thought they were exempt from the electricity bill. Jess is somehow able to afford all of the latest clothing, constantly mm-hmm. shopping, while being an underpaid educator. How did she, how she did it? I have no idea. But Credit she cards? Figured it out, probably. I'm going to say debt was probably a part of that. But she ends Don't up getting a VP, uh, vice principal position. So yep. that's good. She was probably making about 60K, a little more wiggle room there. But the style choices of the TV characters are one of the most misleading aspects because it's not even the job or the living situation that makes it feel out of reach. It's the picture-perfect aesthetics of the apartment. They have this yeah. beautiful loft and the furniture's amazing. It's great. The yep. hair, the makeup, the wardrobe. And most of the people you see in a New York or L.A. on TikTok, they don't have their, their lives perfectly together with beautiful spaces. No, no. It's not a, it's not a set which this is. And That's so a great call-out. It is great, not real. They do a great job of that. Let's move on to another great show, Full House, but another show full of very confusing, unrealistic money expectations. <laughs> this, so Danny Tanner is the dad, yep. Bob Saget, um, and he was a sports broadcaster, and at the time of the show in 1987, it would have been around $33,000. So he eventually got promoted to the morning show host, which that would have been closer to $53,000. That still feels wild considering all of these people lived in this amazing Victorian San Francisco home. Yeah, they were in like one of the painted ladies' houses. Have you been over there? Do I? No, I haven't. It's magic. (gasps) Is it so fun? Well, everyone is just playing the Full House song on Instagram while like doing (laughs) Doing the pan of the house. Yes. But it's it's fun. So good. So that's what's funny is that house at the time would have cost $444,000. And today it's almost priced around $3 million. Wow. And other painted lady houses are. Going for, are you ready for this? Six million dollars. Oh, I'm going to throw it's up. It's an expensive little little row right there. Goodness all those houses. Well, hey, that's a heck of a deal at 444. I know. To appreciate 
all those years later. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So you had Joey, Uncle Jesse, DJ, Stephanie, Michelle, eventually Aunt Becky, mm-hmm. and their twin boys. They're all living in this house. Yes, and it's beautiful. Who was paying for this? Did Jesse and Joey ever even pay rent? Well, that's a good question, because Joey was a comedian, right? Struggling comedian at that. Yes, and J- Uncle Jesse was a songwriter? Musician, Musician? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Played some tunes with the Beach Boys. That's right. Remember those episodes? I love those episodes. Classic. I had definitely looked up to Uncle, like, I was like, I want to be Uncle Jesse. I wish I was that rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. And Aunt Becky, I guess, would have definitely contributed from her news anchor position that she was with. She had a real job. Yes. A bona fide career. All the things, Aunt Becky. So I'm going to say that she, she contributed, too. Well, and they lived in the attic, so... Hopefully that was cheaper. That's true. Maybe they all did split some rent or some mor- a mortgage. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I, again, not an exciting part of the show. If you, they are all just sitting down, going, "All right, here's your share of rent," you know, That's pay right. up. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Next up, this is one that I'm embarrassed to say. I think I've only seen a few episodes. No. I know. I'm sorry. It's time, Rachel. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. They just celebrated the 25th anniversary of the finale. Good for them. Listen. <laughs> It's great. I, Whitney and I just wrapped watching the entire thing all the way through. It was a big moment. Is it for just us. so great though? It really. I is. mean, Jerry, he's great. I get it. Like I just haven't. So done it. It's the show about nothing. If that helps at all, no. it's really there's no real plot. Kramer, which makes I know it great. him. You know Kramer. Yeah. So it features four singles living in New York City: Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer. George. And the biggest plot hole is Kramer's financial situation. Okay. <laughs> he's kind of like the Chandler of the group, except he doesn't even have the desk job. It's just, oh yeah. He's just kind of like grifting and mooching and just doing like oddball entrepreneurial stuff, getting into trouble. But Jerry's got this West Eighty First uh, bachelor pad in New York City. As like a kind of an inconsistent comedian, like he's doing okay. Yeah. He's got some, he had some ups, but it still feels like, how do they pay for this thing? So I wonder if there was some rent control going on there. In there. Because his it salary was, New York? was probably 45 to 75,000. New York? Yeah. Would they have been friends with the friends? I don't know if they were friends with the friends. No, I not don't... if they, it's a, it's a hypothetical George. <laughs> this isn't but that's real where life. I go, I don't think Jerry Seinfeld would ever associate with that, with their kind. Why? I think he's he's too judgmental. Oh, was he a judgmental character? Everyone on that show, are, like, they're super judgy. Oh, funny. Yeah, they of think other they're people. better than everyone. Oh, really? So I think they would have been too uppity. Is that part of the comedy is like? Yes. Okay. He's like, they're kind of terrible people who don't grow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like I mean, is that, that's a fair summary of the show. We're getting, we're getting nods. We're getting nods. But I like, that's why I like them. They're unashamedly who they are. And I think they would have made fun of Ross and Rachel and Chandler and Joey. Wow. I don't know if I like that show or not. You'll love it. Okay. What did George do? George had a uh, just a ton of different jobs. Did and you he, say what Jerry did, the main character? Jerry's the comedian. Oh, oh, that's his character on the show, too. Yes. Well, that yep. worked out well for Jerry Seinfeld to be but, Jerry Seinfeld but when on you look Seinfeld. At, Is he playing himself? Yes. <gasps> <laughs> Is that not amazing? And that in the hilarious. show, the, they're trying to pitch a show to NBC <laughs> called Jerry. Stop it, really. That is basically the show that they're actually in. It's so meta. So is he re- – yeah, it's a little confusing. So he's playing himself. Yeah. Okay. Shouldn't that be all of our goals, to just play ourselves I in life? I think so. I think it's a beautiful picture of what Seinfeld. life should be. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Makes sense. Go home and watch <laughs> an episode. <laughs> so Jerry's apartment could have easily been 2500 bucks a month. 
and he's making 45 to 75. So easily 40% mm -hmm. of his income could have been going towards that rent, uh -oh. which is a lot and for that living is alone. A, that's a, that's <clears throat> a shame, shame, shame here on <laughs> Ramsey Solutions. What's the number? Because we talk about 25% is ideal, but we know that's a pretty conservative number. People do kind of freak out. We get it, but... We want your income to go other places. You want to be able to invest and give and spend and do other things with your income than just pay a mortgage. That's true. So when it ups to that 40, 50, 60 percent, it's a little out of, out of yeah. balance. Well, considering their lifestyles, too, they're just constantly spending. Jerry's dating life was insane. Nine seasons, he dated 66 women. Oh, my gosh. How did he afford is all those Is Jerry Seinfeld married in life? Real in life? real life, he is. But so he not got married on the a little show. later. Yeah, not on the show. Um. There's also a spot where he loans Elaine $5,000 and he hides 1500 in a laundry bag and forgets about it. Oh, no. And somehow he consistently feeds Kramer. Kramer's constantly coming in, opening the fridge, grabbing whatever he wants, yeah. and then leaving. It's kind of like Joey on Friends. There's always the moocher on yeah. any TV yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it, yeah, it's, it's kind of out of whack. He also buys his parents a Cadillac at one point as his comedy career kind of picks up, yeah, which is yeah, very yeah. nice. That is generous. He makes a large commission from a show, so outrageous generosity. Love to see it. Okay. But then Kramer, always unemployed, chasing after some get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah. He makes a coffee table book about coffee tables. <laughs> That's funny. He tries to uh, use the recycled cans and run a scam where he goes to Michigan to get more per can and then drive them back. <laughs> it's, out of, it's out of control. That's you got to watch. You'd love him. Kramer. And then George is constantly losing his job. Oh. He gets all he these. He seems angry every games. time I see it on TV. When yeah. it's on like, well, TV. Well, his tagline is like, George is getting upset. Okay. That's kind of his thing. Okay. So not happy. There's a lot going on there, but they're a great group of friends. And uh, anyways, it's very unrealistic, but also they're not the kind of people that you envy their lives when it comes to money. If yeah. That makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, ones that you probably would envy a little bit, their lives when it comes to money and lifestyle, sex in the city. Carrie Bradshaw, for instance, she's the main character. Main and character energy, for sure. So apparently she only pays $700 for her brownstone near Central Park on the Rent Upper control. East Side. <laughs> Rent control. Yeah, we're going to have to say that for sure. So before all her book deals, she made approximately $300 a week from her column. And then she is constantly buying expensive shoes. So like $400 pair of shoes on the rag. It's the math ain't math and Rachel. I know, I know. So again, her going out expenses, her lifestyle, all of it doesn't really match quite, quite her career. You look at Miranda. Now she uh, works for a successful New York City law firm. So she could have made anywhere from two hundred to $350,000. So she's actually- That'll give you a nice life. Charlotte could have made around 45000 to to 100000 as a fine art dealer. And then Samantha, PR guru, celebrity publicist, all of that, could have made 150 to 300. So these were some high power, highfalutin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women. And then it came with all the Cosmos and all of the so fancy. Many, did they like invent the Cosmo? I feel I like they, think they kind of made it famous. It. I feel like I feel like when you think of Sex in the City, you think of Cosmos. I don't remember that show. Like, did they use a lot of credit cards on that show? I wonder if they're. No, I'll be up honest. That. I I wasn't. I'm not like a loyal fan to this show. I've seen I've seen it, but I'm not like. Like friends out of all of these we talked about is where I'm diehard. So yeah. all the other ones I'm a little bit more sparse in. But you got Carrie imagine. Bradshaw's great. Now the the movies are great. Sex and City oh. movies like their fashion and their trips and everything is pretty fun. So all oh. right, George. So we've covered a lot. So what are some like key takeaways? From well, this. number one, what you see on TV or Instagram or TikTok for that matter is never 
the full picture. So think about all the behind-the-scenes details next mm-hmm. time you might be tempted to compare your circumstances to fictional characters, which I'll include, like, influencer lifestyle on Instagram to fictional characters. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, all these brand deals. And all this stylish fashion that you're talking about, spending all this money on furniture and clothes, it's not as accessible in the real world as it is in the prop closet on a Hollywood set. So you have to constantly remind yourself this is not real. Yes. Let me just enjoy this for what it is. And then, of course, rent control is apparently the go-to explanation for every writer for every show. It's like, well, how do they afford it? Uh, rent, rent control. control. But not, not as realistic always. Yeah. Most people for listening most. will never get to experience that. That, yes. Another one I'd say is just having, you know, there's ways to be generous. And a lot of, you know, the characters we talked about, whether it's Kramer or Joey, you know, go into their friends' refrigerators and eat their food and use their stuff. Find friends you can mooch off of. Which is, yeah, I mean, it's not terrible, but also it's okay to set some boundaries. So it'd be okay to say, hey, I've got, I got to pay for that stuff, right? I think that's I a fair. I would be having those conversations. Yes, I think, I that, would, I think that would be fair. And of course, real estate and things like San Francisco and New York City is going to be inflated. Some of yes. the most expensive real estate on the planet. So even though it looks fun to go and hang out with your friends at a coffee shop all day in New York City, it may not be a realistic life. So just remember that. Yeah, people that want to move to New York and they're just like, I just want to live in New York and I'm just going to get any job. And then they're angry that they can't afford it. Like no one's entitled to just live wherever they want. I know. Without being able to so afford fun, it. though. You know, it would be fun. I know. So you got to get your income up. That's a big part. If you want yes. to live this life, you got to get your income up and keep your expenses down. Live on less than you make. Yes. To enjoy, enjoy the big city living. Okay, so do you think that there's a show at all, George, that actually portrays life and salary and, I don't know, like real life? Just very normal. I feel like The Office is the most, like, normcore <laughs> lifestyle. So true. Like, they live in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's not a big, flashy city. Yes. They they work at sad cubicles. <laughs> they probably all make very it's normal It's actually salaries. probably a lot like America. I mean, like, I feel like that's a lot of people's job. I it's think like that's why people love the show, though. It's so all the characters. Oh my gosh, that's a funny show. No, that is one I've watched. Thank you. That is funny. Michael but it's, Scott everything's is. just kind of mediocre. You know, they're going yeah. to Chili's. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> it's middle class fancy. Middle class fancy. But I fancy. like that. Oh man, that's good, George. Gosh, we could have picked. There are hundreds of shows to pick from. Maybe we'll do this again. Yeah, I know. But this was great because it's want. good. I think it's so interesting of what reality would have been for these characters. So we're almost at the end of the episode, and we like to close out every episode with Guilty as Charged. And this is where our producer, Lindsay, gives us a new Guilty as Charged question every week. And if we are guilty, we have to take a sip. So, Lindsay, what is it this week? Let's stay on brand of this episode. Oh, wow. Um, Are you guilty of having an unrealistic expectation about life because of a show. Oh. So, like, for me, like, High School Musical or, like, Saved by the Hell, like, they, like these, they have the ocean like, outside of there. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah. it's my high school's going to be so cool and everyone's going to be, like, dancing and it's going to be so fun. No. <laughs> None of our high schools look like that. None of it's that cool. That's so true. Do Is you have any? I think, I, yes, I think on a social aspect, a lot of these shows make it look like you just hang out with friends 24-7. Yes. And when you're done with work, sometimes you're just tired and you're going to go home. And, like, you just don't, the social aspect makes it feel like you're, like, and maybe we should have more communal-type living where we're across the hall in apartments and we're just mm-hmm. in and out of people's places. But realistically, that doesn't happen. Or at least in my, I'll say in my life, that that didn't happen. It yeah. takes way more effort to see people and all that. Oh, for sure. 
I think what I'm realizing is the shows that I actually love are very realistic in terms of people, you know, not living on less than they make and having to deal with the ramifications. Yeah. So shows like Parks and Rec and The Office yeah. are my favorites because yeah. they're just normal people doing stupid stuff. <laughs> and I see myself in that. And I'm like, <laughs> that's me. So you had a realistic view of life. You never saw yeah. a movie and thought like, that's what I think blank will be like. Oh Do you know what gosh. I mean? Because I just feel you know like what? growing up say, especially. La La Land with Ryan Gosling. I was like, I want to be Ryan Gosling so bad in this movie. He can just like play p- jazz. That's not her question. No. <laughs> you said it's unrealistic. No, I'm talking about, like, okay, an like area a or a life or that like, you Why really are you guys thought- angry? <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm being attacked. No, did like did you see a movie and think, ooh, an office job sounds That's really what cool? That looks like. Because oh. like like uh, how to lose a guy in ten days. Like yes. I saw that, I was like, ooh, I want to work at an office in New York City. But it's and probably my not life that, would look like yeah, this. it's probably not that fun oh. and glamorous and beautiful. Do you that's, know what I mean? You know, that's what I said about the high school. Like I thought, literally, when I got to high school, it was gonna look like that. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, and then it was a jarring realization. Yeah, that's nothing like, like, like that. Like anything, like any. Welcome movie, to the guiltiest yes. charge question, George. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I want to be Ryan Gosling. High School Musical. Yeah, no, I was Lindsay, trying to give an example. I get it. I get college. I mean, thank you. College is another one. You see a college campus. Yes, in a movie, like the rom coms. You're like, oh my gosh, everything's gonna look. Like yes. that, it'd be so My glamorous. nightmare is life being pitch perfect and everyone around me is breaking out <laughs> into acapella groups sing alongs, into like gang standoffs okay, now that's with acapella a funny groups. Movie. It's a great that's movie. That's a funny movie. But, okay. That's why I can't enjoy things like that. I guess I'm like oh, hyper realistic. Oh, yeah, I think so. I can't enjoy anything in life. Oh, wow, you're I don't fun. think that's true. I think you're enjoying a lot of things in life, but if you have to tell someone they're fun. They're not fun. Yeah, and that's what. That's it. Oh, I know. No. Yeah. This just went. This backfired. Guys, on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I got it, Lindsay. It's okay, Thank George. You. you did great, George. Why don't you do what Thanks. you do best and go back to the podcast? Oh! And tell us about <laughs> wow. What we sipped on today? Shots. Fired. Yo, for there not being any alcohol in this drink, y'all are spicy. <laughs> we did gang up on you a little bit. Okay, this is a sundowner and real downer of an episode. <laughs> at that, here's what's in it. White grape juice, sparkling water, and a little sprig of mint. That's it. It's delicious. I mean, I, I took it's mine It's kind down. of a take on, a, really on like a sparkling white wine, I yeah. would say. Yeah. It's very light, very refreshing. It's really good. Put it in a wine glass, oh, and yeah. you'll feel very fancy. That would be really fun. That's good. What would you rate this drink? I mean, I'm going to go a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Wow. Oh, I thought it was really I great. Like I would make it again. Okay. I thought it was delicious. I'm going to go I'm going to go 5 out of 10. I just Ooh. need something a little more with a little more punch and flavor. You just need alcohol? <laughs> no, I mean just saying. like a lemonade, just something that has a little more oh, Okay. Bite tart, to like it, a, yeah, tart. Yeah. It was very light. More of like a a juice, you know, white grape juice is pretty light. I hear you. I hear so you. So that, that's I'm being honest. I didn't know I wasn't allowed. That's great. <laughs> I'm learning a lot today about honesty and when it's appropriate and not appropriate. <laughs> so uh, the cost breakdown per glass is a dollar and six cents. Oh, so that you great? can make a giant pitcher of this and serve it at your next party. And it's delicious, so good, so great. Well, you guys, the recipe will be in the show notes, so make sure to check that out. And it's closing time, George. So, you guys, thanks for uh, watching and listening, and make sure to review. Please type in a little review because it does help with the algorithm with our self-esteem, all of it. That's but, the more important part. Let <laughs> but me for remind real, you. We love to read it. We love to hear from you guys that reach out. Have like, you we looked the at podcast. them lately? 
There's about a thousand from the coffee episode, and people oh, are just commenting. No espresso. I told him to. We <laughs> espresso, told him to. Espresso. Just trying to rile me up. So good. Oh my god. I do enjoy reading them. So fun. So fun. And make sure to subscribe too, so you don't miss any episodes. Because next Thursday, there's going to be a new episode of Smart Money Happy Hour. Money.